0: Will we ever be able to move on from Sunday? Probably not, but we'll give it a go. Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Cricket Weekly Podcast. I'm Yazrana and today I'm joined by two very special guests. A former England captain in Mark Butcher and a man who is described as a legendary saxophonist and a one-time social secretary for the Australia team in a recent edition of Wisdom Cricket Monthly, John Altman. How are you guys? Thanks for coming on.
3: Very good. Very good indeed. What an What an intro. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, great to have you on. This was supposed to be an episode where we look ahead to the ashes, but we can't ignore what happened on Sunday. England the world champions. John, where were you when it happened? How does I it feel to say that?
1: Amazing. I, I was sat at home watching it, um, gripping the edge of the seat, as, th- as I think most of the population were, whether they were there or at home. It was, it was, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was extraordinary. Is
0: that the most you've enjoyed watching one game of cricket? I
1: don't know if I enjoyed it, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the wrong word. It put me through the ringer a bit, I have to say. Um, I mean, I, enjo- I enjoyed the game against Australia because it was so comprehensive and so, you know, men against boys almost, but the final I knew it would be tight and tight doesn't really begin to describe how it was. Hey
3: but what about you? No, I was home. I was home nursing a Titanic hangover. Uh, a very good friend's birthday on the Saturday night took me down. Um, and then, I, you know, I spent the sort of, but basically, I watched the first half sort of dreading what was coming because I, I was asked the night before but, and, and the, uh, the event that I was at, you know, how do you see tomorrow game? And I said, well, if it's, if, it's a, if it's a belter, if it's a good pitch, we are the best team in the competition. No question about it. And we will and we'll smash them much as we did to Australia in the semi-final I said however if it plays like the last pitch I saw a match at Lord's which was New Zealand versus Australia um, uh, much earlier on in the competition beautiful day packed house um, I said we'll, be, we'll have trouble because it, that type of cricket as New Zealand showed in the, uh, in the semi-final against India um, New Zealand are more than capable of, of, of turning us over so you know Belter we win tough pitch we could very easily lose, you know, you could very easily lose the toss and lose the match. So, you know, obviously for about 30 overs of New Zealand's innings, I'm watching what's happening and thinking 240. 240 is a really good score. They get two. I <laughs> get 2.41 yeah. um, and I'm just thinking man this is going <laughs> to be so hard and uh, yeah and then spent the sort of the rest of the afternoons wearing the carpets out in the house yeah, just I'll pacing up and down.
0: Yeah I did a lot of pacing as well. Colin de Grandhomme I'm genuinely bold one of the all-time great World Cup final spells which I didn't think I'd say <laughs> before going into the game. Um, jo- <laughs> John is there, was there a single moment from the crazy last half an hour that, that sticks out there are about six the the, the
1: Alone oh. could be there are the, the moment of the tournament, there? but there, is there, there one that stands out? There was the run that should never have been given, and <laughs> that was, uh, but we'll I'm glad it. it did. And the the over was amazing, and the run out was spectacular. And I was just, I, I've seen Archer a few times at Sussex and thought this guy is the real deal, just all round, you know, j- not just for his bowling. And I think he showed that on um, sun- Sunday. It was Sunday even though he's or out Sunday. first ball you know it's odd to say something about <laughs> a guy who's out first ball that he's the real deal but i think he is and um almost the missing piece now if only simon harmer were naturalized we'd have we'd have the best <laughs> team in the <laughs> world oh
3: blimey don't don't go there i mean i
0: won't you know. go there no we'll get on to essex later uh <laughs> has, has there ever been anyone who's who's like a hero of english cricket who's not played a test match <laughs> like joffa archer
1: well, it's very—it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I, I remember the whole situation. When I used to play Bunbury cricket, my, my sort of shared ride that I used to give a lift to was Joel Garner, which was interesting, fitting him into the Mercedes convertible with a roof on. And uh, I remember we went down to one game and uh, he was talking about a certain very precocious young England player who I probably shouldn't name and said he should be in the team. He's 17 years old, but he should be in the England team before he understands what fear is. Because they won't pick him till he's got seven or eight years of fear behind him. And he instanced Chanderpool, who was inside at 17, and didn't have any fear of anything. And it's exactly what happened, of course. They picked this particular player when he was 24, 25. Who are we talking about here? Um, Graham Hick. No, 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 because no. he wouldn't have qualified. No, no, Who are we no, talking no, about? No, it's something you know very well. Huh? But ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, there we go.
0: Uh, on Jofra, t- he's been compared to McGraw. Uh, Gillespie, his coach at Sussex, rates him as a better red ball bowler yes. than a white ball bowler. He he will almost certainly not only play uh, in the Ashes, he's going to be pivotal. He's going to be a chances. very important. Part without of the without ashes. any doubt,
3: I mean, without any doubt, the, 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 the talk. You know, they're obviously, because it was a story, major, major story, England are thinking about picking a kid who's never played for England before. Um, you know, the the sort of the rushing through or the, the alignment of the, the regulations to be the same as everybody else's. Um, you know, he, he does have... A UK passport. His his, his dad, isn't his it? That's, dad's, his English. dad's English. Yeah. So you know the, the, the that whole sort of controversy gets whipped up nicely, and it, it becomes part of the story. Yeah. But really and truly, there there's nothing. There was nothing untoward about that. The only thing was that most people hadn't seen it. Most people had no idea what we were talking about. What was going on? Um, first time I saw him play was down at Taunton for Sussex when it one of his one of his first games, a fifty over game, and he just kept hitting people on the head. From sort of back of a length. The ball just kept flying up out of a pitch that nobody else could get through to the keeper. And we all sat there in the box going, how is he doing that? How, where is that coming What's from? What's this all about? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, so in the, in the process of the journey, so I, was, I think that was about 2015 or 2016. I've just come back from an IPL. So in the process of that, he's gone off and played in the IPO. He's gone off and played in the Big Bash. And everywhere he's been, he's just kind of swanned through it um you know making people sort of sit up and take notice everywhere he's been and so for for those of us who kind of been tracking him for a little while it was just an absolute no brainer that he'd end up in the squad
0: so just after I finished my conversation with John and Mark, England announced their squad for the Ireland Test match. So to discuss that with me, I'm joined by Tar Hashim. Um, so England have named their squad. It's Root Moeen, Anderson, Bairstow, Broad, Burns, Aaron, Denley, Gregory, Leach, Roy, Stone, Works. The 13-man squad. Two of those guys won't play. Most likely Jack Leach and one of the seamers, Gregory or Stone. Um, Tara, I guess the... Main headline news there is Jason Roy has got his first test call
2: up. Yeah, Roy's in. Are any of us really surprised? I mean, he's no. it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he had a worldie of a World Cup. He's been in form for, I don't know how long, quite a while. Um, and he's got
0: really good red ball numbers to back it up as well. It's not just that he's in yeah. well in the white ball cricket.
2: I, I, I get that, but I feel like just the way he sort of went after attacks in the World Cup, especially the big thing was the semi-final, the way he went after Australia, the way he took the attack to Stark. I feel like that probably penciled him in. And um, you know, if we're brutally honest, there there aren't too many other options, is there? So are there? So uh, it's Dom Sibley. Perhaps feels a bit aggrieved. He scored more runs than anyone
0: else has in county cricket this year, and he's scored a lot more runs than anyone else. He's scored seventy four against Australia A as well. So he potentially feels unlucky.
2: Yeah, I I, I get that, and yeah, he got runs for England Lions as well, which is which is a big deal. But you know, Ed Smith, he throws up these these selections, and and. You know, he's he's backed it up so far with the is it's it's the Roy selection is sort of similar in that vein of of the Josh Butler one and that one worked wonders. So you can kinda see the understanding even even though Sibley has thrown thrown up some I guess pretty it's, good numbers. I yeah. guess
0: it's Denley over Sibley then, isn't it? Denley who scored one hundred and fifty odd last week 40. Yeah,
2: And uh Joe Denley's sort of the forgotten man who's really not been forgotten because you know he was he, he got like fifteen West Indies. Mm. Um and then Obviously was in England's World Cup squad, then wasn't um, a tough pill to swallow, I imagine. But now he's he's back in and uh, yeah, I, I imagine he'll be batting at three. Looking at that list, who else we've we got?
0: Um, Lewis Gregory with his first England test call-up. His numbers are amazing this season. He's taken 44 wickets, an average of 13.88. He's the captain of the England Lions uh, and now he's in the England
2: test squad for the first time. Um, are you surprised by his incl- inclusion? Well, I mean, the numbers are pretty spectacular, isn't it? So, like forty-four wickets in the in the county championship this year. Well, I'm just interested to see where he sort of slots into the lineup because you've picked a lot of bowlers. There's a, there's a lot of bowlers. There's not too many batsmen there. Like we could, you know, potentially see either one of Sam Curran or Chris Wokes in in that top in that top seven. So. Yeah, you'd be, you know, bowling all around. you kind of be interested to see where you, he slots in. And,
0: and Moeen at six, it looks like, in that 11 as well. So they have gone bowling heavy. I was surprised by Ollie Stone's inclusion. He he was selected last winter for the Tour of Sri Lanka. Uh got injured. He hasn't played much county cricket. So that's, a that's a I guess, a, a show of trust from the England selectors that they've included him in this soon after his return from injury.
2: In many ways, it's quite heartening to see. Because you sometimes get these fast bowlers. They come up and they've got this reputation. And Ollie Stone, when he came into that uh, that Sri Lanka ODI squad, it was like, oh, can he get into the World Cup now? You know, he, he bowled that one really good yeah, ball. Yeah, he Dick bowled Weller. that one really good. Oh, he's always quick. You know, yeah. let's get him in. Uh, and then he gets a stress factor and then you know we forget about him. Yeah. England go on, they win the World Cup. Jofra Archer, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. And, they, and Ollie Stone's back, so it's quite you know it's quite nice to see, maybe, you, you know. Uh, he's back from a stress factor. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I don't know if he'll, he'll actually play though, but it's good to see him back in the reckoning. Yeah,
0: And Sam Curran as well, player of the series last summer against India. It's a bit odd, isn't it? That he probably doesn't get in England's 11 for the first Ashes test yet. He's done really well recently as well. He's called a half century and he took a six for against yeah. England, against uh, Australia. A.
2: I mean, I was thinking that the other day. like how, how does Sam Curran actually get back into this team? Because he is... Obviously, called he was called up as a bowling all-rounder, but it was really with a bat that he impressed. And does he get in England's top six, top seven? Ah, Which is, it he, sounds ridiculous to say he was playing the series last summer. He's just a
0: very odd player. Because, <laughs> so even for the, in this England Lions game, he has taken 50 and taken six yeah. wickets, which you, if anyone else yeah. does it you're like oh that's brilliant yeah. but with him you're like oh, yeah but he still doesn't quite get in the top six he's, well, he's yeah. still what not is really a third we, d- don't, um, know what is we don't know what he is yet we don't know what he is yet but he still c- cons- consistently produces match winning performances a couple of the world cup block get a rest Butler and Stokes uh, Mark Wood has picked up a size rate so he's actually out for four six weeks which basically means his ashes is over um, which is a real disappointment given how w- well he played in England's last Sessence Lucia
2: Yes yeah, just the the Mark Wood story is kind of it's it, yeah it's a tough one because he's he was brilliant at the world cup mm. uh, I mean the headlines were with Jofra Archer and and rightly so but um Mark Wood from the other end was was pretty special too mm. um yeah massive shame we won't see him because this this whole sort of fast bowling you know England's mm. express fast bowlers versus Australia's fast express fast bowlers that's that's going to be an interesting battle but now mm. Wood's out of the reckoning so yeah it's a we're interested to see what happens.
0: And now Archer is the first man in the history of Test cricket to be rested before his debut.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed that in the press release. You know, he's not been considered, but, you know, he's getting a a nice rest and he's, you know, already an England legend having not played in Test cricket about three months ago.
0: So moving forward to the Ashes then, we now have a slightly better idea of what the Ashes 11 will look like. Uh, No Sibley, I think, is actually quite big. He was in a lot of people's top three. We now, it's, it's hard to tell, but well, can you can you reel off an Ashes eleven? I probably could actually. So my my eleven would be uh, Burns, Denley, Roy, Root, Stokes, Butler, Bestow, Moina eight, Wokes, Joffre, Anderson. So I don't have Broad in my eleven. Um, what what do you what do you think?
2: You say no Broad, like that's controversial, and some might say it's controversial. But I d- I don't think it is. Is it, 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 it not anymore? No, because he averages thirty yeah. in the County Championship
0: this season, and I kind of think that with Wokes, Wokes' record in England is so good. Num- and two, the way he bowled in the World Cup with the new ball, he was bowling Test match spells basically, and he was getting wickets like Test match opening bowlers get wickets. Um, so I think he is ahead of Archer picks himself, Anderson picks himself. Um, I think <laughs> I think he's quite lucky that Wood is injured as well because that's another player who I
2: think probably is ahead of broad in the pecking order at the moment. Um, what do you think? Well, I just feel with with the fast bowlers, it's going to be a quite a bit of chopping and changing. Um, they've had a World Cup and, you know, Mark Wood's had the side strain. Uh, Chris Pokes has had issues with his knee mm. before. So we will see quite a lot of rotation, but there's, there's quite a lot of options to choose from now. I mean, looking at that World Cup final, just looking at that fast bowling attack, you could almost think, you know, if those three fit, then that could be your Ashes, yeah. you know, f- fast point attack without James Anderson yeah. which adds you've got to play yeah. Anderson yeah, yeah got of course you've got to play Anderson yeah this is his this is you know his final yeah probably absolutely. his final Ashes bout absolutely
0: bow. well um, we, n- we now know our squad we we now know uh, we're close to knowing who will be in the in 11 at Edgebaston. thanks Taha we'll get back to our conversation with Mark and John the Ashes starts at Edgebaston. not a happy hunting ground for Australia Alex Carey had a breakthrough tournament Matthew Wade seemed to score 100 every time he bats if it doesn't go well for Australia in that first Test match, Tim Payne could be under a lot of pressure.
1: Very much so, I, I would have thought. I mean, Kerry looked the real deal during the series. I'd be very surprised if they didn't have him. Finch did nothing wrong all the way through. Um, he's possibly a c- captaincy candidate. Um, I think the problem before when, when uh, Smith and Warner went was that they were basically defaulting to oh well who, who's next who's next on the starting blocks you know there, there was no real it was a panic and who have we got here do you want to be captain uh okay you <laughs> don't want to do it what about you oh no you don't want to do it either i yeah. guess that
0: whole leadership group to use that phrase was implicated in the Cape town saga so anyone well in- who interesting
1: i mean it, it i, I I had word from inside the camp about what was going on, but I probably shouldn't type what was <laughs> going on. No, you should, yeah. Well, no, actually, you should. Cough no. <laughs> <Cuff> it up. <laughs> Maybe off the record, I should, I should say what, what, what happened in that room, but anyway, the but point. But the but point. Tim
3: Payne-Bush? Tim pa- well, I mean, uh, extraordinary, really. Um, I think he's done a, a, a relatively good job since taking over in unenviable circumstances, but... Um, to pick somebody who was not even playing sort of first-class cricket for his state and who hadn't made a first-class hundred since 2006 was uh, was a tough. W- well, it was a tough job for him. But it was an extraordinary call. Um, you know, I've scored more hundreds than him since 2006. True, it's no, it's no lie. <laughs> do you do and quali- do you qualify for Australia? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I've got a little bit of a twang. I played for South Melbourne in 2003, 2004, so Good I've got enough. a claim. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, the. Um, the, the the problem there was something that you could for, you could foresee this coming you could if you made somebody captain in the circumstances um, under which he was made captain you could foresee it happening that at some point in the future they were going to be concerned that he wasn't worth his place in the side might be a very good leader and might have sort of helped them through the the, the tricky patch but wasn't going to be worth his place in the team with better Youngsters it's coming up very, behind him, yeah. and that if, and that if you know, if they do go down at Edgbaston, which which they've done uh, many many times before, um, you know the the pressure would be on him, particularly given as John quite rightly said the way that Carey performed and held himself um, in, uh, in in the World Cup. So it's a, it's a, it's something. It's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a scar, a little bit of a fault line that England can have a real go at. Um, in the early part of the Ashes series.
0: Mark, you played in four Ashes series. Uh, I, was, I was looking this morning. You've got a very good record in home Ashes series in particular. Um, from a player's perspective, how is the build-up different to an Ashes series to a normal home series?
3: <laughs> well, the last, the last Ashes series I played in at home, uh, 2001, I, uh, I found out about my selection on the Sunday before the Thursday um, because I think thorpe injured Vaughan injured Ramprakash injured <laughs> uh there were one or two there were one or two others there might have been three or four other players, John Crawley, maybe there were four, three or four other players who would have been picked in front of me at that time. I was a long way out of the team um and, uh, so I got the phone call from David Graveney. Uh, we want you at about three, you know, edgewiston on whatever it was on the Thursday. I was like, oh Oh, great. He said, um, I said, unfortunately I've just, I've just bought a flat <laughs> and I've got to m- take the keys and move in on the, on the Tuesday. So, is it all right if I miss training on the Tuesday and turn up on the Wednesday? And he was kind of like exasperated. It's like, what are you, are you serious? I'd, I'd kind of made the decision in my head. I was kind of like, well, you know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> my life has been a complete mess. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'm brilliant. I'm very pleased to be back in the team. But I'll, I'll see you Wednesday. Is that all right? Um, and they kind of sort of went, well, we haven't got any choice really nobody else <laughs> nobody else <laughs> no is fit else. enough to play so you you just rock up when you like butch um and i did so in terms of the build-up there wasn't really one for me in that uh, that last home <laughs> series Nice um, but, but, but
0: did you Did you feel more pressure playing
3: Did you enjoy it did No I'd, I'd, I'd made the decision That having, having got Found myself back Into the team Entirely by default I was going to have a, a great time I was going to enjoy it I had no, lo- no idea How long it was going to last um, You know I'd gone through All kinds of things um, Personally And, and in, in My professional career Up until that point Including kind of Remodelling the entire way That I, that I batted And I just thought Well you know What's the worst that can happen Mm. Um, and it, well, the test match went reasonably well for me. It went terribly for the, for the team. Um, and then after, you know, after coming back into the side in 2001, I, I didn't miss a test match for like 42 games after that. So,
0: w- and your you're three headingly. Was, was that your be- The best you ever batted? Yeah, probably,
3: probably. The pr- it, well, yeah. I mean, in terms of playing against an attack like that and in a last innings run chase, you're not going to get that happening too often. Mm. So, uh, yeah, for sure. And it was, um, You know, I have to thank my dad
1: for it, really. I have to jump in on that very quickly, but I'm sure you do remember, but after you won the match, uh, you drove down with Mike Atherton to the club I was running on Monday night in London from Leeds and got up and sang some songs. This is very true. Yeah, yeah, I I ran a little night at the ten room uh way back where people like shaka khan and um lionel richie <laughs> and the <laughs> black eyed peas would come in and just let their hair down and jam yeah on a monday night on a it? monday night yeah. so so right. he, to make his day complete he scored 170 yards <laughs> <170-odd laughs> and <laughs> drove down from leeds and got up on stage and sang uh, with us uh, do you see, those are the day i said i was going to enjoy it and i did he yeah. really did yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what you sang
3: uh, something badly i should think um I don't know. Maybe I don't know what we would do. We probably it was let's probably get it let's get it on or, or, it on or something, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> I, I think I might have I might have had a go at um, uh, 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 that l- the Luther the Van Dross tune and kind of forgotten the second verse or something. But you know, I had a couple of gins, <laughs> a couple of it gins was all by open then. Open, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was uh, it was yeah. It was the only place that would have been open on a Monday night, wasn't it? And, we'd, and well they it wouldn't was also che- the place to be. on a of Monday Of course, night. it was. And they wouldn't check us back into <laughs> the hotel at Leeds no, because we'd we'd all checked out Monday morning. Hightail it down to London. and join enjoy our. Back Especially in the days when you could actually get to London on, on the M1 in, in say, three hours.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, John kind of alludes to it at the start. Over over a few years, you have got to know the Australian teams quite well. Yes. H-
1: how did that come about? Well, it was very strange. I mean, I, I basically disappeared into the recording studios in the 80s and never emerged, never had holiday or anything. And round about 1990, I, I thought, oh, you know, I could go to the West Indies and... Watch some cricket, and so I went to the England West Indies series in Barbados and Antigua, and it's it where Alec got the two hundred, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and it was just too many, too many people. Let's say that, in, you know, you couldn't get into a restaurant, you couldn't go anywhere. So I suddenly had a brainwave and thought, well, next year um, Australia come, and Australians hadn't yet discovered the West Indies as a tourist venue, so. You know, I'll be able to get a table at a restaurant and have a good time. So, for one reason or another, I stayed in the sort of little complex with them, and um, I'd already got to know Mark Warren, Alan Butcher through sorry, uh, 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 Alan Border, a Freudian slip there um, through playing at Essex. So, um, basically, I was also playing in clubs at night because whenever I turned up anywhere, I would always see who was there. And a guitarist called Vic Linton, who I'd known for years, who was Billy Ocean's guitarist, was there. And Eddie Grant was there. So I wound up playing in clubs around Bridgetown and Antigua with, with all these people. And the Australian team would come down every night to let their hair down and have a few beers, a few hundred beers. <laughs> and uh, this is this is the pattern that emerged. And then when they came back for the 93 Ashes... Um, I went down to Arundel to their first game and Ian Healy spotted me through the dressing room window and said, right, you're, you're in charge of our social life for the next three months, which is a very fatal mistake. Who, who's the worst behaved of, of the Aussies? Well... <coughs> Where do you start? It, I don't know about worst... They enjoyed a good time. Let's say that.
3: Yeah, I mean, that, that was, you know, the, the, the team was still very much in the, in the mould of the, you know, they were led, Alan Border was, was in charge uh, yes, up they until t- that no point. Prisoners. So and you had David Boone and characters like that in the side. Warner had just come in. Warney, so, yeah, uh, it, was, it was old Alderman, school, wasn't it?
1: Craig McDermott. Yeah, yeah. Old school. They liked to party. Oh. And I remember one night, um, I think it was the first day of the test in Barbados, it would have been. Uh, they bowled out the West Indies for 130 and they all came to my gig and at four in the morning, they're all still at my gig. Slats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John, John, John Snow, um, who was very responsible, went up to them and said, uh, don't you think you guys should go back to bed? And Merv or Craig McDermott said, we've done our work. It's up to the batters now. You know, We're having a good time. By midday the following day, they were bowling again. Australia were all out 124 in about ten overs, and um, you had Merv coming in off two paces. Wow! And well,
3: they won that series in the end. They didn't won they? the
1: series. It was, it was.
3: That was an incredible series. It was an amazing series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was
1: very lucky because I saw three series: Australia, West Indies, in the West Indies. So I was there for Brian Lara's 150 odd that won the test by one wicket. Oh, wow. That was. I was, amazingly, I was sitting in the stand, I think it was Antigua, when Curtly Ambrose came in and flayed the bowling for six after six. And uh, Colin Miller, who, again, had suddenly in, in his late 30s found himself a test player, was fielding in front of me. And he was a great mate of mine, you know. And as he chased a ball, another ball to the boundary, he caught my eye and went... This is great fun, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> just a sort of great reaction, you know. So. That's
0: amazing. Like you're basically the, the social secretary of the, the greatest cricket team that's I know. Ever, ever played well, the Well, I,
1: I, I would travel on the bus and um, I remember we all got thrown out of fellows at the end of the one of the Ashes series. I mean, that's a pretty good feat to get thrown yeah. out of string fellows and I sort of took them to another club somewhere nearby I can't remember where it was but and, you, and you took them out to Worcester and Mark Wall couldn't get in Mark Wall right? couldn't get into the club because he was wearing trainers uh, quite right too yeah quite right too and um, yeah the bouncer said you can't come in I said but do you know who this is and he said I don't care who he is you know He's Amazing. not coming in, so we had, we had to go off
0: somewhere else. Amazing, a, w- a wonderful tangent. Now back back to reality, back to Taunton. Uh, the England women are six 0 down after three games in the multi format Ashes series. They need to win the Test at Taunton. Uh, they've called up Kirsty Gordon for the first time to a test squad. But how do you rate their chances? Do they do they have any chance?
3: Well, I mean it's going to be unbelievably difficult, and they they've, they've got to win the Test match. So they've they've called up Kirsty Gordon, another another left arm spinner, and it looks as though they're going to try. Try and play Australia on a on a raging Turner, which is probably their best chance. Their strengths, though. Yeah, I yeah, abso- yeah absolutely. Um, you know, Sophie Eccleston's a terrific bowler as well. Um, my, my worry worries for their batting, really. Um, they're they um, you know kind of sort of technically all over the place against a, a bowler of the the quality of. Um, Elise Perry, and um, if they don't sort of straighten that out, if they haven't straightened that out since the Canterbury game, going into the Test match, it doesn't matter if it's if if the pitch is going to be a turner. They won't make enough runs. <laughs> they are making up runs yeah. to make it count, and Australia are no mugs on in those conditions either. Um, albeit that their that their spin bowlers are not quite as strong as England's, but um, so yeah, they're they're up against it big time.
0: Uh, Essex at the top of the county championship. Um, I'm very pleased because I, I I picked them for to win the championship this start of season. The only thing I've got right all year, um, Simon is doing his thing. Yes, uh, Gary Balanced Ton helps Yorkshire to win over Somerset, that has put Essex on top, um, and. A young Amar Verdi in his first game of the season, first first team game of the season, took 14 wickets. Yeah, uh, for sorry on a uh, on a dust bowl at Chambidge. It was almost enti- a game where baseball has barely bowled at all. Yeah, it's yeah. Bit,
3: that's been bizarre. I mean, some of the you, know, I, I, you may have noticed. I've been a little bit vocal about the, the the standard of some of the decks that were that were served up in the in the World Cup. Um, and for yeah, for, the, for for spin to dominate. To that degree, at Trent Bridge is also quite it's a surprise. But the, but yeah. sorry, I'd be very happy because they've had a they've had a stinker of a season really mm. thus far, um, and you know to get a to get a championship win just before going into the to the blast, um, which starts Thursday, will give them a you know give them a bit of heart that there's something to be salvaged from the summer really in terms of. Potential silverware. Who knows? And if they, you know they'll get Tom Curran back all of a sudden, and, and um, some of the injured players, Ollie Pope's back hitting balls again. Um, you know they, they will be stronger anyway in the second half of the season than they've been up until now.
0: John, you're a big county cricket fan. Do you, you get to see quite a lot of it, don't you?
1: I try to. Yes. Um, I was at the Essex Yorkshire game, and um, again Harmer just looked the real deal. I mean, why he's not in in South African. I on their radar yeah, well is, uh, is beyond me
0: well I mean he became a callback player but that was partly because he wasn't playing yes, he that much test cricket beforehand it, yeah. and yeah. seeing how he's dom- genuinely dominated county cricket for now three years um, he's basically good. doing I mean what d- Sackley and Mushy did for a few years in county cricket like properly dominating
1: yeah I mean I, I think there's a lot to be said well obviously a lot to be said for having Alistair Cook in the, in the mix he's a huge influence on some of the players yeah very helpful I mean Italy they, they and they
3: beat you know they that was an incredible game at the end of this the summer last year the the, the game that um, Sky televised at the oval. Yeah. Um you know Essex turned Surrey over in that last match and you just you know they they're a very very resilient team yeah. there's no little skill in it either. I mean um, Ryan Sanders Carter is you know leads them. Extremely well, I and mean, to have Cook back all summer is just something. something else. They're
0: know? basically the same side that won the championship in 2017, and now they've got Cook as well, well. With I Cook mean, as well, so yes. It's not not a huge decent. Yeah. I mean, th-
3: I guess the one thing really is is Somerset. How do they react to that? You know, my, my feeling was that after they won the the um, the Royal London that, you know, given given the age group of the players, um, you know, given how close they've been on so many different occasions, that that might open the floodgates. And of course, they've still never won the county championship. How they react? having been knocked off the top and having, you know, they, th- their lead has been, has been decimated, hasn't it, in the last few weeks. They, were, they looked odds-on to win it a month or so ago, and now they've been knocked down to second. So a big reaction required from them if they're going to pull it off for the first time.
1: Well, we've That what, game uh, against Essex will be interesting. Mm. Mm, absolutely
0: um, thanks so much for coming on guys we've got a massive week of cricket coming up we've got the women's test match the island test match and before we know it we'll be into the men's ashes at Baston as well and don't forget the blast for the last time <laughs> possibly <laughs> I know crazy what a week um, what, a, what, a, what a ridiculous summer of cricket and isn't it going well John thanks so much for coming on pleasure Mark cheers this has been the Wizard Cricket Weekly podcast and we've been recording this episode live from Brigadier's Restaurant in central London uh, it's great the food's great get down here See you next week. Bye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.